Hey, welcome to Westside Church Podcast. We're so glad you've joined us today. Here at Westside, we're all about equipping believers to succeed in life and mature in Christ as they reach, win, and disciple others. In just a moment, you're going to hear an encouraging message. But before we get into it, if we can serve you in any way by helping you grow in your walk with God, we want to connect with you at wcspokane.com slash connect. Fill that out and someone from our team will reach out to you. Now let's get ready to study the word together. Now this subject we're going to talk about this morning, our identification in Christ is going to be a piece of this puzzle. How you think about yourselves and who you really are matters. It matters. Amen? So turn with me to Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2. You know, as a, as a son of Toby Tobin, for those of you that know Toby, my dad, he's in heaven now. It's, uh, it was real easy for me growing up in this town when I would meet new people. I could tell them, well, I'm Toby and Artis's son. And that would sometimes help me or not. <laughs> but a lot of times people knew who my dad was very well. He was the boisterous, uh, out loud, in your face, Jesus is coming soon, let me lay hands on you, preacher. That was him. So if you were in and around Toby, you remembered Toby Tobin. And uh, I could identify as a Tobin, as Toby's son, because of his reputation, which usually preceded him, right? And... Uh, uh, even still, even still to this day with some of his friends and, and uh, just people even in, on the west side where he grew up, uh, I, can, I can bump into people that recognize the last name Tobin and I say, well, I'm, I'm Toby's son. And it's either oh or oh, yeah, yeah, one of those, <laughs> depending on when they knew him, when he knew the Lord or not, yeah. So there's something about <clears throat> sonship and who you identify with that makes a difference. Our culture is trying to change the word identity to mean something that you can, whatever you want, whatever you want. You can identify as anything you want. I mean, it's getting off the rails goofy. You thought gender was a thing. Now they're letting kids identify as animals in the classroom. I'm not even joking. There's parts of the country where they let kids go to the bathroom in litter boxes. This is the crazy that's happening in our country. This is happening. It's happening. It's happening. I know. We, we shake our head because 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, come on, this is like, no, that's never going to happen in America. Are you kidding me? It's happening. Identity is a crisis. People are in identity crisis right now. Who they are, how they were made, what they're supposed to become. People are in crisis. Tonya, Christians are supposed to be the most rooted, solid, centered in their identity than anybody else. Because we're not, we're not identified just with who we are in the natural anymore. We are identified in Christ. Christ is our Lord, our Savior. Amen. Are you hearing me? Galatians 2, verse 20, says this. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I live now, which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's no longer I who live. Come on, let's say that together. It's no longer I who live. It's no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. If we've been crucified with Christ, and the scripture's clear, it says we have been crucified with Christ. 
Now, theologians fight over this. Paul must have been confused because he wasn't there. He wasn't, he wasn't with Jesus. We know who was on the cross. It was Jesus and, and the two thieves. He wasn't crucified with Christ. He's just, he's just kind of out there. No, but he's seeing himself in the gospel in, in, or in the word of God. Now, the gospels, the first four books of the Bible, talk, talk about what happened to Jesus, what he did and what happened to Jesus and around him. But the epistles, the, the letters that Paul wrote to the churches was the revelation that God gave Paul to give to the church of what happened in Christ when he went to the cross and he died and he rose from the dead. This is what we study as New Testament believers. We study what happened in Christ because we were there. We were there. We have been crucified with Christ, meaning when Jesus went to the cross, he took us with him. We were on his mind. The old man crucified. New man raised to new life with Christ Jesus. Our identity is now different. It's different. And this has to get on, on the inside of us because there's this old adage, this old talk in this old language of Christianity that we're just old sinners saved by grace. I'm just a sinner trying to get some repentance, trying to get some grace. No, you are saved by grace. You cannot call yourself a sinner and a saint at the same time. It's not true. You're either saved and born again and crucified with Christ and raised to new life with him, or you are not. Just because you have sinned since you gave Jesus your heart doesn't mean you're a sinner. You've made some mistakes. The blood of Jesus washes over and cleanses us. Come on, 1 John 1, 9, right? If any confess, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Come on, that blood, that constant cleansing and washing of the water of the word, that constant cleansing and washing of the blood of Jesus keeps us clean and right before God. Amen. Our identity now is in Christ. It's in Christ. Culture struggles with identity. We can never allow our struggles to become our identity. I'm going to say it one more time. We can never allow our struggles to become our identity. Give you an example. You've had some health issues, and the doctor says you have this. Okay? Listen to me. Just because the doctor sees something on the paperwork or the blood work, or the printout, and says, this is what we see. That may be a fact, but truth always trumps fact. Always. Facts are subject to change. They can be changed. Truth cannot. Are you hearing me? So even if the doctor said something about you, you can come back to the word of God and say, no, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead quickens my body, brings life to me. Amen? Amen. That, the, that the stripes of Jesus that he bore on his back were for our healing. That's us. That's who we are. That's our identity. That's what we start to identify as. And what we have in culture is that people just get a thought, an idea, a suggestion, and they begin to meditate on it, and then they say, well, maybe that's me. And they adapt, they adapt it, they absorb it, they take it in, and this is just who I am. When the word says otherwise, Christians and non-Christians, this is happening all over the place. People identify with their diagnosis. 
And I'm challenging you to not let your struggle or your diagnosis become your identity. We've got to say something different. We've got to believe something different. Who are you really? You're in Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Living on the inside of you. This isn't just fictitious. Metaphoric. This is for real the truth. When you give your heart and your life to Jesus, the Bible says that old things, that old man, that old creature passes away. Who you used to be. The dead spirit that was on its way to hell is gone and now you have been recreated. Not as a new human spirit, but a fusion of God and man in your spirit on the inside. You're a brand new class and type of being that Jesus was the prototype of. When he was raised to life, man and God came to one. He's the new creature. And then he said, all that believe in me will be the new creature in Christ Jesus. This is going to solve a lot of problems for you. Because you're not doing stuff on your own anymore. You don't have to fight those battles on your own anymore. You've got the spirit of God, Jesus Christ, infused in your spirit on the inside. Now we have to ask our que- this questions. Why then, if that's true, am I struggling so much with so much stuff? Because we have allowed that struggle to become an identity for us. And it was never supposed to be that way. When we're challenged in our thinking, challenged in, in people labeling us or telling us who we are, when we're challenged that way, we got, we got to come back to the word and say, no, that's not who I am anymore. That, that was the old me. I gave that up when I gave Jesus lordship of my life. The new me now is in Christ. And everything that pertains to life and godliness is now me. It's now part of who I am. He's given us all, richly all, spiritual blessings in heavenly places. They say, and people read that scripture and they say, well, that's in heaven. That's when we get there in the sweet by and by. No, we, in an authoritative stance, the Bible says we are seated with Christ in heavenly places right now. Right now. That's our position of authority. Well, I'm living on the earth. Yes, you are. But spiritually speaking, your authority is seated with Christ in heavenly places. So everything that he's given us is available to us right now. Think about it like ambassadorship. If you're an ambassador from another country and the country that you're living in, your, your house, your, your, the, the walls of that place, the gates of that place, inside of that, that's sovereign land. It's as if you're at home. And you have access and rights and privileges to everything of your home country when you're an ambassador in a foreign country. You have all access to it. They will help you, feed you, protect you, guard you, get you out if you need to get out. They will do it all. We're ambassadors in the earth with full access to what God's given us. This is our identity. This is who we are. We've got to recognize this. We cannot let the struggles that we face become our identity. Our identity has to be firmly rooted in Christ Jesus. Now, when you read Ephesians, you can see in him, in Christ, in Jesus, all over the place, who we are. When you just read the book of Ephesians, if you just go through and underline and highlight it, and it's in Romans and it's in Corinthians, it's in Ephesians, Galatians, Colossians, Philippians, it's all there. Ephesians is chucked full of in him scriptures, who we are in him, what we look like, in him when he sees us he sees us in christ come on there's just this constant 
looking of the Lord upon us and seeing a son and a daughter made right in the presence of God. Come on, he doesn't see your flaws and your blemishes. He's removed all that. He sees you in Christ. The enemy wants you to focus on your flaws. He wants you to look in the mirror and be disappointed. He wants to look at your life and be disappointed. He wants, to, he wants you to look at what's going on around you and be disappointed. God says, I'm not disappointed. You're my son. You're my daughter. I love you. You have chosen my son. Therefore, I choose you. Amen. Amen. In Christ, our identity, how we see ourselves is critical in this time, this age. We have to fight culture back. We have to fight culture back. God is not going to change. His word is not going to change. If you want to be a cat, you are not going to become a cat. I don't care how many surgeries you have. It is not going to happen. Are you listening to me? I mean, we have got to get our head on straight with this and speak the truth in love to people. Amen. Amen. You think about this when you have to travel, right? If you go out of the country, even just to Canada, they're going to they're gonna see your identification, your documents, your papers. What are they looking for? They want to see that the, the document, the passport that you handed them matches you. It has to be identical. As much as Tim and I look alike, they're going to go, mm-mm, that ain't you. They, they will check that. That's what it, it's called, identification, which means it's got to be identical. It's got to match. Amen? And you can't come to that board and say, you know, I was born an American, but I really... I really feel like I identify as a Canadian. So I'm just going to be a Canadian. They will laugh at you. You see how this doesn't cross over at all in any other way, shape, or form? I mean, you can change your citizenship, but that doesn't change where you were born, where you're from, who your mom and daddy are. It doesn't change any of that. Are you hearing me? It's getting real goofy, real goofy in our world, in our country. And Christians are falling for this stuff. They're just letting it slide. It is not okay. Are you hearing me? Amen. Identification. Identical. Identity. Identify. It's sameness. Something that's matched up. It's twinned. Twinning. Identical. Twin. Identification. Something that matches up. What is it that you look like now? Your identity, your identification now is in Christ. What does that look like? This is how we have to start thinking and talking and believing. Christ in you, the hope of glory. His strength will help us to do right. His ability will help us to walk in love with one another. His power, his glory in us will drive sickness out of our bodies. It'll help you to be nice to people. Amen? Amen. <laughs> They've got a match. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's turn over there. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Everybody okay? Our identity has got to be rooted in Christ. How we think, how we talk, what we believe about ourselves, what we believe about others will come from how we identify with Christ. You know, just talk about just even the graphic we use, just 
just a play on the pronouns that are getting thrown around. Come on now, folks. You see how this is such a huge distraction to get people away from seeing themselves as God sees them? You can never be happy until you see yourself the way God sees you. All you can do is fake it. You can never have true joy, true peace, true acceptance. You can't have that until you see yourself the way God sees you. And when he made you, he did not make a mistake. He got it right. Are you hearing me? And it doesn't matter what kind of changes we make to our physical form. We are how God made us. And we've got to tell the truth to people. We've got to love on them and tell them the truth. Listen, this is not the way out. There are so many testimonies that are being suppressed by social media and mainstream news. People that are, that are telling the truth about how they changed who they were physically, hormonally, and then as an adult, they figured out this isn't right. This doesn't work. And made whatever changes necessary to acknowledge who they actually were from birth and begin to find, find joy and peace and acceptance because of who they were. Amen? Go back to who you were. What's your origination? Now, as human beings, come on, they've got, they've got Ancestry.com and all kinds of stuff. You can find out who your ancestors were. Listen, as far back as you need to look is Jesus. Are you hearing me? Because you might, you might go through that and find out you don't like where you came from. You're related to somebody that was just not nice. Well, that's in my blood. What do I do? No, it's not in you anymore. You're in Christ. All you got to do is turn around and see him at the cross and out of the empty grave. Amen. That's who I am now in Christ Jesus. You got a new daddy, new family. This is why he came so that we could change no matter what our past was. It could be totally changed and transformed into what's new. Paul had a rotten past too. Religious zealot murdering and torturing human beings to get them to reject Jesus had a complete change and said, that's, that's the old me. That's not even me anymore. Wouldn't even recognize me if I saw him. I'm in Christ now. I'm in Christ now. And in him, all the fullness of God, thank you, Lord, is inside of me to help me walk this out, to be light and life in the world. See, if we hang on to our past too hard, too long, keep looking at it, what people have said about us, how we've been labeled, it will hinder us. God is asking us to believe the scripture. That when we accept Jesus, the old man is gone and there is a new creature in Christ. Come on, start to finish. Now, I'm like you. I got flesh, right? When I got born again, the flesh still looks the same. Still dealing with the same stuff. However, I have new tools. As a born again, spirit-filled believer in Christ Jesus to begin to adjust what the flesh used to do. To say no. Come on now, but that doesn't mean that your identity changed. Your identity is still the same in Christ Jesus. If we're dealing with struggles over and over, year after year, decade after decade, we need a revelation of who I actually am in Christ. That's the power of God into salvation. Are you hearing me? 1 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, here it is, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. 
Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things. Everybody say all things. All things. All things have become new. The old man's gone. We have to see ourselves crucified with Christ. That old man, dead. When you came alive in God, you're brand new. Now listen, in the spirit, there's things we won't see how we actually are till we step over into eternity. But God wants us to use our imagination, using scriptures like this, to see who we really are on the inside. The real new us, where we are human, but we're fused with Jesus, the spirit of God a new type, a new kind of being. This is something that did not exist in the Old Testament. The disciples following Jesus did not, could not comprehend what this is that they became with the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. They were still human with dead human spirits. They were waiting for the redemption that Jesus obtained when he died and he was raised from the dead. So when they came alive and the Spirit of God came in on the inside of them on the day of Pentecost and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, something brand new happened on the inside of them that, that rocked them to the core and turned them into the disciples that Jesus trained. And they became apostles all over the planet. Something changed on the inside. Peter went from fighting and hiding to boldly declaring, this Jesus whom you crucified is Savior and Lord right in the face of the religious people that could put him in jail. Something happened. Something's supposed to happen on the inside of us when we give Jesus lordship over life. A boldness, a confidence, an understanding. And this revelation does not just come overnight. It comes from being born again and beginning to invest time as a believer in the word of God to begin to see ourselves in Christ Jesus. That's what we need to see. It's the, it's the single greatest revelation Paul had that, that the Lord gave him to give to the church. Do you remember Jesus said right before he left the planet, he ascended. Right before he said that, he told his disciples, there are things I want to say to you that you can't understand. I can't, I can't give them to you now. But when you get filled with the Holy Spirit. And they're like, what? Why would you even say that? I mean, I got kids. I know how this works. Hey, got a surprise for you next week. Just hang on. How's that going to go? <laughs> Daddy, what's the surprise? What is it? Give me a hint. Tell me something. Every day. Every day. Every day. Come on. What is it? What's the surprise? I mean, they're relentless. Can you imagine just dropping that little nugget and then he, he goes up? They're like, come on. You know? And so here's Paul, and he's getting the revelation from the Spirit of God to deliver to the church what it looks like, what we look like to be in Christ Jesus, identified with him. No longer the old us. Now new creatures in Christ Jesus. A new kind of being on the planet. This is what the enemy's afraid of. He does not want you to get born again. His number one goal, the enemy's number one goal is for you to not accept Jesus to die and go to hell. But if you've already accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've already missed the perfect plan of the enemy for your life. But now he's trying to get you to be powerless to be ineffective, to just live your life and let everything else go and just bump through struggle after struggle. He'll throw things at your way, cause you problems, and then blame God for it. That's what religion does. He's just trying to keep you off base. He does not want you to understand this revelation of who you are in Christ because when you understand 
your redemption. When you understand what Jesus did for you and what God did inside of you when you received Jesus as your Lord, you become a dynamic force in the kingdom of God. You'll walk into places your old man wouldn't even walk into boldly declaring the word of God. Come on, there's just something about having boldness, knowing who you are in Christ, that changes everything. So if you struggle with sharing your faith, you struggle with maybe even talking about Jesus, there's this tentativeness maybe about you or timidity or fear. What about? I'm encouraging you to lead into this message and know who you are in Christ and be unashamed of the gospel. Because this is the power to salvation, this good news of what Jesus did for us and in us and as it wants to do through us will give you fire on the inside where you're like, no, 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 you need to know Jesus. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Who you are in Christ trumps everything. It trumps everything. Shakes off shame, shakes off, shakes off discouragement, shame, shakes off fear. Mm-mm. No, no, no. I serve the living God. I don't know who you're serving, but it ain't Jesus. Let me tell you about him. And there's not a devil in hell that can stop you. Oh, I need to say that again. There's not a devil in hell that can stop you from doing the work of God when you're in Christ Jesus. The only thing he can do is just suggest to you that you're not enough. Suggest to you that your past is too much. Suggest to you that you can't overcome all that stuff. Look at where you're at. Look at what you've been told. Look at what you've been diagnosed. Look how you've been labeled. That's the only thing he can do is to get your attention on what you used to be. What they're trying to label you as right now to get your attention on what man says about you and off of what God says about you. That's the only tool he has. Because when you find out who you are in Christ and that that old man doesn't matter anymore and that label doesn't matter anymore and that diagnosis doesn't matter anymore, now you are unstoppable. You're a force in the kingdom of God to wreak havoc in stuff he's been working on for decades. And you can come in by the grace of God and the spirit of God that's on you and wreck him and turn people around, break off bondages, see him totally delivered and set free. In just a moment of time, it takes him a second to undo what the devil's been working on for hundreds of years. But it takes believers who know who they are. Are you hearing me? No, you think about just king status and prince status or princess status. When you know who your daddy is, when you know your position, you can go anywhere you want. You have access to anything and everything that your daddy owns, possesses. Amen? I mean, when I go over to my mom's house, I don't ask her if I can get into the cupboards or the fridge or the closets. If I'm looking for something, I just go. Right? Are you hearing me? There's just something about knowing who your daddy is that gives you the ability to do what he's told you you can do. Access to everything he said you have access to. I am who he says I am. I have what he says I can have. And I can do all, everything he says I can do. Come on, that's a statement of faith that we have to believe on the inside because of who we are in Christ. You are not a wretch anymore you're not a sinner anymore you're not identified by those things anymore you're identified 
by Jesus and him crucified. Because I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I'm living and now walking out in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's a statement and a declaration that it is no longer the old man that's walking around. It's the new man in Christ Jesus. And Satan will bring, he'll bring some of your old friends and they'll remind you of all the knot-headed stuff you used to do. And you can look them right in the eye and go, yeah, that's not who I am anymore. Oh, we know your past. We know who you really are. No, you don't. You don't know who I really am because I've been totally transformed and changed. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. That old man's passed away. Just because this flesh pulls that direction, wants to do some of that old stuff, that's not the real me. The real me on the inside, the eternal spirit on the inside is infused with the Lord Jesus Christ. And it doesn't want to do any of that stuff because it's brand new. And the only reason we struggle with that old stuff is because we give it attention. We spend time dabbling over there, thinking about it, touching it, rolling it around. How can I do that? We got to get out of that. We don't have time for that stuff. We got to start thinking like the new man. Thinking like who we are in Christ Jesus. Do you know how easy it is to reject sin when you're in Christ? When your mentality is the spirit of God lives inside of me, how could I ever do that again? There's no way. There's no way. Jesus is with me all the time. When you start thinking like this, it's real easy to be good. Are you hearing me? Have you ever had somebody ask you, hey, would you talk like that if your mother was here? Would you do that if your mom was standing right here? How many of you have answered, no, no way. She'd slap my face right off. You know what I mean? I mean, we got to get this picture in our head that Jesus is with us all the time, helping us. If Jesus is standing right here, the temptation to do that stuff is gone. That's right. No, dude, I don't want that. Amen. <laughs> Romans 5.20. Romans 5.20. I love this in the, in the Lovitz translation. It says this, What God did in Christ at his death, burial, and resurrection far exceeds and more than repairs any damage done by sin. I'm going to say it again because it's a translation. I don't think that's up. It says this, uh, What God did in Christ at his death, burial, and resurrection far exceeds and more than repairs any damage done by sin. So listen to me. This is important because this is about your physical body. This is about your spirit. This is about your soul, your mind, will, and your emotions right now. This is it. What God did in Christ when Jesus was crucified and buried and resurrected far exceeds and more than repairs any damage you have ever done with sin. Sin from your relationships against your own body, in your thinking, in your spirit, more than repairs. More than repairs. Say it with me. More than repairs. That means it was exceedingly abundantly above what he needed to do to fix anything you've done in your body. Well, you just don't know what my 20s were like, Corey. I mean... There were some things that happened that we won't talk about in church. No, we won't talk about that. And I'm dealing with the ramifications of that. What God did in Christ, in his death and his burial and his resurrection, far exceeds and more than repairs any damage done by sin. He will heal you, deliver you, set you free, 
fix your thinking, repair relationships. He can do it all. It more than repairs. It more than repairs. How we identify makes all the difference. Turn over to Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. You guys okay? Come on, this is outside religious thinking and terminology. This is outside the religious world. This is Bible, Spirit, God-inspired. Who we are, who we identify with. We identify in Christ Jesus. In him, in him. You know, there's over 130 references in the New Testament alone that are in him, in whom, in Christ scriptures, talking about us and who we are in him, how God sees us in Christ, what we can do through Christ. 130 references. Do you think that's important? If he says it that many times, he's trying to get something across to us. Our thick-headed skulls. To stop thinking about ourselves as who you were and now think about who we are in Christ. It's the only way out of the messes we've made is to believe that we are in Christ Jesus. Now, this has to be outside of just what we believe in our heart. It has to be part of what we confess with our mouth. It has to be what we hold fast as the confession and the profession of our faith, what we believe. We have to say this that I am who he says I am, I can have what he says I can have, and I can do what he says I can do. I am in Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me. That old man's gone. That old way of doing is gone. Now I'm following him. Are we okay with this? Yeah. Ephesians 2. Let's start, let's start in verse 1. We can jump down there. I gave him verse 4. Let's start in 1. Ephesians 2, verse 1. And you... He made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. While you were a sinner, Christ died for you. He died for you when you were still a knothead, a rascal. You and me, serving the devil, living for ourselves, just doing dumb stuff. While we were still sinners, before we were even born, he saw us and Jesus said, I'm going to, I'm going to the cross, I'm dying for them. He made us alive who were once dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we, have, we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. This is who we were. This is how we lived. We fulfilled the desires of our flesh. We said what we wanted to say when we wanted to say it, we ate what we wanted to eat when we wanted to eat it. We injected what we wanted to inject when we wanted to inject it. We smoked what we wanted to smoke when we wanted to smoke it. We did all the things we wanted to do. Running around, drinking and smoking and hanging out with everybody else that was. We did, we did what we wanted to do. But he said, while you're doing that, Christ died for us. Verse four, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses and sins, made us alive together with Christ. For by grace you have been saved. And he raised us up together. Look at this. It should be underlined, highlighted, circled. He raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Do you see this? While, while we were still living for ourselves, Jesus died for us. And the moment we said yes to him, 
We said, I believe Jesus is Lord and Savior. I believe that he died for me and God raised him from the dead. I'm receiving him. I'm opening the door of my heart to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's the only way. I see it. I believe it. The moment we did that, grace abounds. Floods right in. And now he says he's seated us in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The Bible said that God exalted his son, Jesus, to the right, his right hand. And he sat down. It is finished. The work that he did, he finished it. That position on the right hand of the Father is a position of authority. And the Bible says in Ephesians, right here, he raised us up together and he made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That means the authority that God gave Jesus, he also gave us the church. We're to implement that. We're to make sure that that authority, that power is at work in the earth. And it starts with us believing that we are in Christ, seated with him in a place of authority that puts us in a position to do the works of Jesus. It's our identity. How do we identify? How do you think about yourself? God wants you to think about yourself in Christ. Every time you have a thought that flies in the face of what God has said about you, you should arrest it and say, no, that's not me. That's the old man. All things have passed away. Old things are gone. The new me is in Christ. This is who I am. You've got to declare and decree. You cannot let just any thought roam around and rattle around in your brain. You've got to choose them wisely according to the word. Thank you, Lord. Everybody Okay. In the Amplified, he says, and he gave us, in verse, Amplified of verse 5, he gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life with which he quickened him and raised him from the dead. God gave us the same life of Christ himself, the same kind of being that Jesus was as a new creature. He gave us that life. That means there's nothing that can stand in your way. There is no obstacle, no mountain, no hurdle, no storm, no circumstance. The same life that was in Christ Jesus is now in us. You see how this is a shift from religious, re, religiousness and religiosity that's like, we're just old sinners saved by grace and this, you know, I once was a wretch like me, the old song, right? Which we don't sing, we sing someone. We changed it. Why sing you're a wretch? You're not a wretch anymore. Are you hearing me? We've got to get this in us to see how us our, see ourselves how God sees us. He's not disappointed in you. You have made mistakes, and so have I. Plenty of them. After we were saved, dumb stuff. Let's not even make a list. It's just bad, dumb stuff. He's not even disappointed with you. He's not even having a bad mood day. You have been made right with the Lord. Do you hear me? Identifying with him. There is a pastor, a couple of pastor friends of mine that go down to Bogota, Colombia, and they minister in a church. And this church is a big church, growing leaps and bounds, doing really well. It's full of the spirit, full of God, preaching and teaching the word of God. People are getting saved, delivered all over the place. For, for, for a foreign country, this church is gigantic. It's in the thousands, doing phenomenal work. And the pastor of that church decided they were going to redesign 
the platform, the, the, this, this space up here. They're going to redesign it. And so they hired somebody that's good at this stuff to come in and redesign the platform. And when, they, when the company came in, they said this. They said, when we, re, when we design something, we're not going to build it for you until the first words that come out of your mouth when we present it, when we show it to you on, on print, on plan. The first words out of your mouth better be, wow, or we're not doing it. And they said, okay, great. So they designed something, made this awesome thing, printed it up, color, here's your stage, this is what we think. And the pastor says, that's very nice. And they said, that's not it. Back to the drawing board. Let's go back. Let's go back. They went back to the drawing board, drew it up again, changed it up, made it something different, brought it to the pastor. He looked at it. He goes, now that's a great design. That's not it. That's not it. They went back to the drawing board. They did it again. They revamped it. They reshaped it. They made it look awesome. And they brought it to the pastor. And the pastor picked it up. He looked at it and he went, wow. And they go, that's the one. That's what we do. If there was something on the inside of us that could see us in Christ, if we can get into the word, and see what Jesus did for us and what God did through Jesus to us and for us that we're in Christ, we would literally step back and go, wow, wow. For me, for me, you, you remember me, right? Like all the stuff and for me, you did this for me. He did it for every man, woman, and child that'll say yes to Jesus. You would see yourself in the word of God and you just go, wow, wow. This is what he wants. He wants us every day to wake up and see who we are in Christ, regardless of what you have done in your past, what you're dealing with in the struggles even now, to see yourself in Christ Jesus and to just say, wow, God, you're so faithful. You are so good. You did this for me. It's the power that keeps us going step after step, day after day. Shake off the things of the world. Shake off the stuff that used to bug us. Shake off the stuff that used to hold us back and hinder us. We are in Christ. That power, that strength, that, that acknowledgement and revelation of who we are in Christ, that stuff that used to bug you, hold you back, it just starts falling off. You don't need it anymore. It's not a pull on you anymore because you're a new creature in Christ. You're not giving credence. You're not giving time to how you used to think anymore. Now you're thinking about, wow. Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, lives on the inside of me. We got to let him out. Let him work. Let him do what he wants to do. Stop being limited by our own thinking and our own belief system, which just thinks about our past and what we're capable of in our own. You are capable of way more out of yourself in Christ. Thank you, Lord. We see this in in, uh, Abraham and Sarah. Abram and Sarai got their names changed. God told Abram, who had no kids, you're going to be Abraham, which meant, and he knew right away, it meant the father of many or the father of many nations. When he had zero kids, zero, and he was getting up there in age, God spoke something to him and he received it and said, that's who I am. I'm Abraham. And then now he's got to tell all his friends. My name's not Abram anymore, it's Abraham. And when he said that, they knew, I'm calling myself the father of many nations. You have to declare and decree who you are before you see it come to pass. And it will show up. 
This is what faith does. God, I see it in the word. You said this about me, that I am in Christ and Christ is in me, that you have seated me in heavenly places, that you've given me power and authority in the earth to do your works, to do what you asked me to do, to do everything that you called me to do. I see it and I'm declaring it. I am who you say I am. I have what you say I have and I can do everything that you said I can do because I'm in Christ Jesus. I believe that and I confess it and you got to say it over and over and over. It will never change. It will ne- it's hold fast the confession of what you believe. I believe this. The old man has passed away. All things have become new. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. That's our identity. That's our identity. And the world needs to know they have an identity in Christ. They'll believe him and receive him as their Lord and Savior. He can fix it all. He can fix it all. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, we want to chat with you and help you in your walk with God. We invite you to connect with us at wcspokane.com connect and someone from our team will be in touch with you. You can also hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any new content in the future. Thanks again for joining us and remember, Jesus is coming soon.